Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Trash Podcast. I'm Jen. And I am Alyssa. And today we are discussing the uh, second half of the Crisis on Earth X crossover for the DC Universe. It, uh, it was pretty explosive. What did you think of it, Alyssa? Oh, it was draining. Yeah, draining. Draining is definitely a word I would use to describe. It was the early moments, especially the third hour was. It was a little too much. It was from the start to finish. It it was just a little too much on all ends, and I obviously have questions. About many things. But just from the start, I think it was like the first or second, well, just like a minute in. And like to see, I wouldn't want to have a show, show concentration camps as something other than they were, which were like dehumanizing places. But I also don't know if that's what I want to see at eight o'clock on a Tuesday while watching a superhero show. I don't want to see someone in thin cotton pajamas with a triangle on their shirt with their humanity taken away. And that was the first scene. And it also was, I I don't, I mean, even before I came out, I, I wrote a paper on like gays in the Holocaust. The fact that people, someone wouldn't know what a pink triangle meant in the Holocaust is beyond me like when jefferson's like what's that thing on your shirt as if he like wouldn't even like piece it together meaning like well it obviously means you were a minority of some sort because i know that the jews had to wear star of david's you know yeah i mean i think that that was just one of those storytelling devices like you know we need to explain this for whomever's watching who might not know what a pink triangle was during the holocaust so it's not even a reflection on Jack's. Like, they had to have someone explain it, what it was. And you're right. I mean, it, it, it sucks thinking that people don't know what that means. But And it, I think it's partly that, but it's also partly like, this isn't a teaching moment. This isn't like, okay, well, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit on the last episode, and I think... It's going to be a theme throughout, so I'll just bring it up again. But, like, the Nazi part. Um, I thought more about it today and over the last two days. And the thing that makes no sense is when it started, when when it was, like, Nazis were the enemy, it was we were against Nazis in a war. They were our enemy as a country. So it made sense for them to be the big bad in all of the big superhero stories and even as it went on once we defeated them then like we defeated the nazis and so like we would be like oh we're we're bringing them down again but it's not like the cw here is like oh we need to show our viewers that nazis are bad and that's what i felt like and i'm like i bet if someone was a nazi they wouldn't be watching this show 
truthfully. There's way too much diversity on right. the show. And even if they were, they're not going to watch to be like, oh my god, Nazis are bad. So, like, who is this for? I think that I think that that's probably one of the biggest issues that I have with it, too. I mean, take the Nazis out and replace them with literally any other kind of, of, of enemy. Any other bad guy. It doesn't even have to be, like, a group of, of baddies historically. You know what I mean? Like, they could have just made up the name of a group who took control of this world. And everything that they did in context of the crossover would still make sense. It would so the been only reason what it would have been perfect without it. It's like I, I can't I agree. not that first episode you you keep going. You you are in the middle of something. I, I lost my train of thought, so go ahead. So it it just felt like I get like yeah, you address topical issues on shows all the time, but this was like this is an escapism show and it has it obviously brings aspects of our society into it but like through talking about aliens as immigrants you know like using those issues that aliens have and this was just too much this is not something that you like touch on the same way and they like were really trying to like dig in on it where like the, the one of the worst parts for me or like the part where I was really over it completely was when they brought in Felicity. Yeah. With the Star of David on her um shirt and he called her a Jewess. Yeah, that was that was and too much. That was that was too much. That was first of all on um, the part of my brain was like shouldn't they all be dead by now? Why are Jews still alive at this point? We think that it's been 70 years and they didn't kill them all? They called 6 million in like 7. Yeah, I think that... There shouldn't be Jews left in the world. Yeah, I I think that all of that, again, we we discussed this with the last episode and like how there's like a whole, with even with the alternate universe stuff and how the Nazi storyline as a whole doesn't really take into consideration any of the world building that they've done. That's a prime example of why the Nazi storyline doesn't work, which just proves the point. Well, it was almost worse here because they used it as a device. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, Felicity's Jewish. Like, we can use this. And uh, I'm sorry. Like, at least if you're going to do that and you're going to take that issue about someone whose grandparents died in the Holocaust, at least think into the backstory. Like, don't have it be a throwaway thing. The same way as, like, when Papa Lance came and he was talking to Sarah and she's like, what, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Why are you here? He's like, I like girls and boys. Like, I like this. I like the statement, but I was like, that's also a weird thing. Like, why are you here? Because I'm gay. You're actually not there. Cause you're gay. Like you're there. Cause you're a super, like, I, that was so like, they kept trying to bring these things in. Like, here's a pink triangle. Like here's people that were gay. were in the Holocaust. It was just so weird the way they tried to address the Holocaust in that episode. I think it was all just entirely for shock and all. Like that's 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 you know people make the joke that um, you know if you make a movie about the Holocaust you're going to win an Oscar. 
like because those are that's the kind of story that seems to elicit so many emotions and whether or not it's a good story because it has you know nazis and uh the persecution of you know so many different minorities that it's somehow going to tug at your heartstrings so to me having the nazis like that is just incredibly offensive and also really lazy storytelling and so they use these devices like you said with felicity especially um and then the moment with sarah that all they all feel so out of place because especially for three of the four uh dc tv shows they're pretty heavy on the on the lightness you know they're they're pretty jokey and you know and, and which, I've which one before, isn't is it arrow <laughs> arrow is the one that is super duper serious um because arrow is super duper serious the most serious and so you know it's hard to and this is this is an issue that that i've talked about before with supergirl especially in terms of like um not being able to connect the sandverse storyline with the main storyline uh of supergirl that kind of uh up and down within the plot line is very apparent within the crossover because they don't know how to reconcile the fact that you know, we are kind of a snarky set of TV shows, so we need to have a lot of the humor and, you know, Barry Allen making I've been known to catch up jokes. Um, but then also slide in pink triangle He actually references. still works those really well. He does. He works those really well, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that, like, it's... It doesn't match the level of seriousness of mm-hmm. these TV shows. And so they don't know how to um, play with the joking nature of most of these characters while also paired with something that is so incredibly serious as Nazis. And so it 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 almost cheapens the history. You know, it, 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 it makes it feel like it's not sincere in in respecting and uh, I can't think of the word that I want to use. But... We're also understanding the seriousness. It's not, Again, it's not about the Nazis taking over. It's not about this blonde, blue, like the Aryan race. It's about what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's about the atrocities that they committed. They couldn't balance those. It's like, but they tried to, ad- the first night, it was... It was just about the Aryan race type thing. And then all of a sudden, night two, it was a different show. Yeah. The difference between the two nights was crazy. The, the, the difference in tone. And I think it's because, you know, the way that it started out, you know, starting off, like you said, with discussing the pink, pink triangle, that it immediately set the tone for the rest of the episodes, the final two episodes. And it was, it was, it was really hard um for me to to get that out of my head and be okay with a lot of the other joking moments uh because of the tone that they set and i and i just i we said it i'm gonna say it again if it hadn't been nazis this crossover would have been fantastic it would i think it would have been perfect i'm not gonna say it would have been perfect there were a lot of issues <sighs> um I scribbled them down, but the fact that the enemies were Nazis is by far one of the worst errors that any of these shows have ever made. 
I, I, I just, I, I can't excuse it, and it, it taints a lot of the crossover for me. That was really good. And the more I think about it, the more it taints it for me. And the more that I wake up and read our news, the more it taints it for me. Yeah, especially given um, the major character death <sighs> that happened in this crossover. So, Annette. Do we want to I, talk about that right now since we're already into it? Yeah, so I keep going back of whether or not I think it was necessary. Of I don't. I not think it, him I dying. Think it was bullshit. But I also think that he would never have left. I can't think of another situation where he would actually leave Jefferson. I don't think he would ever actually have gone home. So I think if um, Victor Garber wanted to leave, he would have had to die. See, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. I feel like I feel like it's hard for me because Legends of Tomorrow has been setting up Stein to separate from Jefferson to go and be with his family. And, you know, Stein only last season because of changes in his timeline gained a daughter and he has you know tried to spend more time with her and learn about her and on the sly he's you know been trying to find ways to use the uh not the marauder i'm thinking of dark matter the <laughs> the uh the pod not the pod the jump ship. i don't even know the name is, the, no, is there it's not a name a jump for ship. the jump ship i don't ship? they have a name for it but I never actually catch it, I think. Okay. The little the little mini wave rider, if you will. But then I um, always forget they have. And I just assume that the, everyone's wherever they are. They're just they're just all like flying around the wave rider, this giant Basically. ship that is parking in front of the grocery store. Because they um, don't discuss it the same way they do in Dark Matter. That's true. That's they're they're not as scientific with all of that. Um, <laughs> definitely they're not, not scientific, scientific with most as, things. Definitely not as scientific as the Flash, you know, tracking somebody because of their blood. Anyway, and so, you know, they'd been building Stein up to to go be with his family, to go be with his grandson. And there, there were all these, and, I, and they were hinting at it heavily, that Stein would die. You know, him talking about Ronnie to Caitlin, and, you know, it, it just... I didn't think that they would actually go there, but then they went there, and all of it felt so contrived that by the end of it, I was I was devastated, but I was more just pissed off because it didn't need to happen. It didn't and have also, to happen. And also, he was injured, and he like could he didn't want like that stuff. Jefferson would be like, "You go home with your family." If he like just got injured and didn't die, that would have been the best thing to happen, right? Because Jefferson would be like, "You know what? You're old. You, <laughs> you know what, Gray." You're a little too old. And I understand that now. And I think that's, that would have been the best way to do it. I agree. I, I think that I think that him being injured, maybe, maybe, maybe he gets too injured to the point where he can't join back to Firestorm without causing Firestorm some kind of physical hindrance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that that is a viable solution so that then he's still connected to the team but he can go be with his family, this family that he has spent the entire season trying to get back to. Like when you look at the when you look at the fight sequence that led to him being injured and then to his death, there was no reason why Firestorm needed to separate. There him was crawling. no reason why he had to crawl over to push that button that when it would have taken him literally thing. six seconds as Firestorm to fly over there, pull a switch. 
That was so slow. That was so dragged out. It was it was absurd. It was like they, five minutes straight. Yeah. They they were trying to pull some tears and I was just angry that they were that they were tormenting me that way. That's not a, that's not a good way to elicit feelings from a viewer. So and then after he's injured they merge so he could stay alive. Which well, I don't understand the science of any of this. I don't even not, really understand what they, they merge. They merge so he can stay alive, yeah. Because it's the only way that they could transport him. Yeah. Um, and then they get back, and if he dies, Jefferson dies, so they have a talk, and Vic- Victor Garber, and Stein drinks the blue juice. Why doesn't Jefferson have to drink it? I don't know. Or did he that already is... drink his? No. That is a good question. I don't know. I was know. like, why are they making the dying man drink it? Um, I, I don't know how... how... Uh, I don't know how uh, the science of that works. And... Cisco, we should get Cisco on our podcast. Yeah, hey Cisco, what's up? How you doing, buddy? I love your hair. Um, can you talk to us about the science of this? Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think it's because it's supposed to like uh, purge is the only word that comes to mind, and it feels like a horrible word choice given the topic that we're discussing. Uh, remove the metahuman abilities from Stein. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't compensate for the fact that Jefferson needed uh, Stein's abilities to become Firestorm. So I I, I don't know how that's going to work. And didn't they say that they weren't sure, like, if he was on his own, what kind of abilities he would have? And then they had all these Spider-Man references. Yeah. Which was, I always have, I'm like, is that public? Can, Can DC do that? Can DC reference Spider-Man? Oh, they do that in comic books all the time. They, they do? They constantly reference. Yeah, they reference Marvel and DC and back and forth. and. Really? Huh. I haven't noticed that. Because yeah. Runaways only no- reference Marvel. Speaking of Runaways, that show is delightful. You guys should watch it. It is, and I review it if you want to read my reviews on theworkprint.com. Um, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our advertisements for this podcast. Uh, yeah, so I hated Stein dying. You also knew he was going to leave as soon as Zari came. That's yeah, too I mean, many people for the ship. Too many people for the ship, but not even just... I, they'd, they'd been hinting at it all season that he was going to leave. I just didn't think that they would kill the Jewish man... Because of Nazis. Like, it seemed just like, like no one in that writer's room was like, guys, this seems like a bad idea. And and then they make the other Jewish girl wear a Star of David on a concentration camp pajamas and be yeah. called a Jewess. Yeah. Like, no one thought, you know what, this is okay because, you know, Nazis are bad. So well, we know who was running this, this writer's room a few weeks ago, so... Yeah, not I'm I'm not okay with any of this. I don't like the way that they did it. Uh, it it's that with the Nazis, not good. Were they all standing at the funeral? Right, they were. Right. Yes. Okay, good. It was just weird. I I'm tr- I'm trying to like put my thoughts together on it because I I guess I didn't I assumed. Stein was Jewish. I just never really thought about it. 
Um, and he didn't really mention it this ep- like during this crossover. But like when I saw the Star of David on the on the casket, it was it was just weird. Like it was just such a weird choice. Even just a director's choice for that to put to put that in as a image for the scene. It it felt manipulative. And I was watching it, I was like part of me was like, are they gonna show like a Jewish funeral? I've actually never been to a non Jewish funeral, so I don't really know what happens besides on T V. But having Jefferson come and talk is a little weird i think and as much as i love jacks and the actor who plays jacks he does not do sad scenes well Mm, 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 and so mm. that whole speech at the funeral was very very uncomfortable oh that was uncomfortable because my uncomfortable thing was when he was talking directly to stein yeah that was also uncomfortable all of it was uncomfortable you look like you're gonna laugh one of your only one of your eyes squints when you're like upset. Someone couldn't like sprinkle some spritz some water on your face a little yeah. bit. It's just like you look a little constipated with an eye closed. I love him, but the same way that Melissa, that Melby, doesn't play. She does not play evil very well at all, and that's just because she's an adorable puppy. Yeah. Or, like, maybe that's something that she could work on more, you know? Like, she doesn't play those characters as much. So maybe right. that's just something, if she if that's the route she wants to go, you'd probably need more training because it is an art and a craft. He probably, if he wants to do emotional scenes, should probably work on that. Maybe before, you know, your closest friend on the TV show you're on dies. That was, re- it was really, I didn't, was that his best take? Was that his best take? The funeral was better for me. (laughs) The funeral I was able to handle better because they weren't as close on his face. Yeah, that's, you know, that's fair. In the, because that was my biggest issue. The way his vocal performance, his body um, posture, that was fine. It was his face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was that his poor fa- guy. No, it was just his facial expressions. Just like he just looked like he was smelling something bad. It was in pain, but not like hurt pain. Like yeah, like Stein was just passing really bad gas. <laughs> he had Mexican food earlier in the day, and that beef was not fresh. It was rank. That's what he looked like. It, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm so happy you pointed that out because I would not have said it on this if you didn't because I thought it was me. You thought you were just being mean? I thought I was just being judgmental, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, it was, It was. I noticed it too. And I, I, I feel really bad being so mean because I do love that character. We're just uh, helping him he's... grow. We're helping the actor grow. He wasn't great when he was first on The Flash either. So... The actor has definitely grown. He wasn't on The Flash that long, wasn't he? Just like quickly before Legends came on? He was on, I think, one or two episodes of The Flash. Yeah, just to like get him on to Firestorm. Yeah, but even even then, he wasn't... Well, he was like... He wasn't great. Well, he had a lot going on. I was very worried. He had anger issues, remember? 
I mean, everybody on these shows has anger issues. Have you seen Sarah Lance? I have. Have you seen Oliver Queen? I have. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen both of them do the salmon ladder? Because I have. And uh, speaking of Sarah, um, her saying thank you at Stein's grave killed me. That, for me, was maybe the the most emotional that I got uh, at the funeral because Stein was the first one to really support Sarah as captain in mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow. And so... Well, because he tried to take over captain. That's the reason. Try. He <laughs> and did. And then everyone was like, you suck. And he's like, you know what? You are the real captain. Yeah. I know that because I'm not. <laughs> and That so was a good episode. I, I really appreciated, you know, even... <laughs> After he tried to be captain and admitted, you know what, this this ain't a fit for me. Um, how deeply he supported Sarah, and it was it was it was tough. You it's know, it's also just so hard because last week was the was the body switch episode, and you know what I mean. It's just really hard going from that to this. Where like his last full episode on his own show wasn't even him being him. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't even think of that. That's. But I also really liked the body switch. I thought it was really funny. It's also, like, a kind of nice way to go out. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was... I I love those kind of sticky things. But I don't want it for his last episode. Yeah, I don't either. Maybe they'll do something. They'll do some kind of flashback or something next week. Maybe they'll do... I don't know. No, maybe they won't. I don't... Oh, no. He's gone. That's going to be really hard for people who didn't tune in to the crossover and then just go back to next week, business as normal, and then just Stein's dead. I'd be surprised if you were a fan of this show and didn't at least tune into that that episode of the crossover. Like, you're at least going to watch it. I don't know. The- Did you tune into the musical crossover? No. With Supergirl? Okay, so anyway, next. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. No, so like that, the hardest part, the funeral wasn't the hardest part for me. It For some reason, Ray Palmer was what got me crying so much. Because oh, his yeah? reaction was, like, everyone was upset, and but he seemed destroyed. And uh, I don't know if maybe he played it so well, but... He was just, like, despondent in a way that I've never seen him. In a way that, like, you only see him when something's he's really dis- I like Ray. I should put that I out there. love Ray. He irritates me. He irritates me a lot. He irritates me in the way that he does things that I do that irritate me. And I see it in him, and I'm like, I hate you for that. I adore his... His just... Unending optimism. Yeah. He's so... We can do it, guys. We got this. We're great. We're heroes. We're legends. This is amazing. I mean, and and they overplayed it in his flashback episode. Um, His The episode where they went back to his old time. And he's like, no, they weren't beating me up. They were just my friends that were mean. You know oh, my I mean? God. That broke my heart. That was, like, one of the saddest moments on Legends of Tomorrow. And I was like, this is, like... He's a smart guy, though. Like, he's not... He's not stupid, but you, you could be optimistic and 
still aware. And I think they played that a little too much that episode. I don't think so. I think that I think that that's just who who Ray is. I think that you know, he looks at somebody like Mick and he's like he's my friend. And Mick is like mm, I don't think so haircut. Um I mean, and at the end of the day, Mick Rory has Ray's back. Mm-hmm. Hands down. But I don't think that most people who are bullies are as loyal as Mick Rory. And so, but Ray, especially as a kid, would equate that kind of thing with a friend because he was so lonely. Yeah. But so the contrast to he just was so, I don't know what, every time that they showed Ray, that's when I started crying again. Because he just was so so crushed it was like uh, i don't know yeah he i mean think think about you know all the people on the ship the one that he would most closely resonate with would be martin stein they both have several phds they're incredibly intelligent they're awkward not really understood by anyone except kind of each other yeah and now he's lost that He's lost that father figure. He's already lost both of his parents. He lost his wife. Now he's lost Martin Stein. And Ray just, for as happy-go-lucky as he is, he has the worst luck. The absolute worst luck. We've talked about how I don't really take notes for this podcast. One of the things that I did scribble down on a piece of paper was that Ray Palmer didn't get the girl, but he got knocked out by the guy who looks like he got the girl. And that, to me, is the perfect metaphor for Ray Palmer. And then he, he just got up after. He's like, oh. I, I guess we're hit. fighting, guys. Let's go. <laughs> we're going to win. He's so chipper and so happy-go-lucky. But like, you think about his history. His history is super dark. Um... He lost Felicity. She went to go be with Oliver because they're star-crossed lovers and in-game or whatever they are. They they are the it couple of Okay, Arrow. we know you don't like Felicity. Keep going. <laughs> he fell in love with Kendra in the first season of Legends of Tomorrow. But, of course, she's hot girl and she's going to always be with hot guy. And even though he got married and had like a full life with Kendra... She never loved him the way that she loved Carter. And so he lost her there. And every time Ray comes close to having any kind of a semblance of a relationship with somebody, they either love someone else more or they die. And I think that that's just really, really sad. And I feel heartbroken for him. I mean, his best friend as a kid was an alien. I know! The cutest alien ever. But still. Oh, let's not go that far. That thing wasn't that cute. It was cuter than E.T. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. But still. Okay. Those are the only two aliens I know. Actually, no. Kara. Never mind. <laughs> Is the baby Dominator cuter than Kara? Uh, baby cute is different than adult cute. I don't know why I have such an affinity for this baby dominator. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. 
let's go on and discuss the other things that happened in these two episodes. Um, do we even want to talk about the Kara stuff? Because it was really boring. <laughs> That's not how they do heart surgeries. That's it. Also, really did not matter. No. Like, no, it did not. There was no, you know what they should have done? Scrap that. If Nazis were to stay, <laughs> just have it about the Nazis coming in and killing and they're in love and just have them be in love. Why is she dying? Why is Kara getting heart surgery? Wh- why any of that? Well, so what I thought was interesting was that they said several times throughout the four episodes that if it came down to it, Dark Arrow would choose uh, evil Car. What what was the name they gave her? I don't remember. Evil Supergirl. No, O O Girl. Wait, no, Uber not- Girl. It was like. Maybe that was a dream I had. Was it Uber Girl? Something like that? It was something ridiculous. It was something that... with an O, but like it it didn't make sense. That's why I thought I dreamed it up. We're gonna, we're gonna say Dark Arrow and Dark Supergirl. Um if it came down to it Overgirl? Overgirl. Overgirl. Ew. What the fuck is That's that? So bad. That Dark Arrow would choose to save Overgirl over <laughs> We the can't right. call her Overgirl. I can't and where's undergirl um we could, could we, i'll call her undergirl undergirl yeah do, 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 do. yeah and so but he never made that choice they like they were leading up thematically they were leading up to him being forced to choose between saving her life or leading the reich to victory and he never had to make that choice because she just exploded anyway. I was so checked out to that storyline by that point. They even said that, uh, you know, if they had brought her on to the good guys, Gideon, uh, that they could have tried to save her. Yeah. And that's what I thought that they were going to do. I thought that he was going to make that decision to save his wife's life instead of worry about the Nazis. But he didn't. He didn't. There was there was no choice. There was no hard choice in any of this. It was just, eh, we're going to have some Nazis shoot people up and she's going to die and then I'm going to die and then we're done. Um, And then Thawne. So I forgot Thawne was there. I thought I forgot he was even in the picture until during the fight I saw two lights flashing by. And I'm like, oh, wait, I guess he's still around. <laughs> I thought he died. I didn't even know where he went because he was AWOL for a while. Yeah, his purpose was weird to me. And then at the end with his... <laughs> so... Well, wait. So... First of all, we talked about this last time. I think he's Barry's Earth because they're like... They walked in and it's like, you built this place. Don't you know how it works? Well, no. They said that they researched them. No, no, they no. They researched but he said... everybody on that Earth. No, no. I know. But when they were in Star Labs, he said, you built this. You should know where everything is. You should know what the codes are. And he's like, I don't know what the codes are. Felicity did an override. I think he was their Earth's Thawne. I'm okay. probably wrong. I mean, no, you're you're probably right. I mean, that, that it makes, makes no sense. sense. I mean, it makes sense in the way I explained it. It makes no sense for the storyline. How did he get there? I mean, time travel is tricky. And especially with Thawne, he's all over the place. And he's said to Barry several times in The Flash, you know, you can keep killing me. I'm going to keep coming back. And that's the that's the whole thing with the reverse flash is that he's 
he's the ever-present nemesis for Barry Allen. And apparently the legends once in a while. Exactly. Just to, you know, mix it up some. What I th- what I think is interesting, though, is that how do they decide who wins in, like, Flash versus Reverse Slash? It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like Barry does anything, anything different most of the time. It just seems like he can beat Thawne at will. Did something happen this time that he caught him? I thought something happened. But that's, that's what I mean. Like, he never beats Thawne until he has to. No, no, but I thought, did nothing external happen? No, they were just racing around the city and he caught him. But that's but that's what I mean is like whenever they've fought each other, it's not like Barry Allen used like some great tactic or anything to outsmart Thawne. It's just he happened to be half a second faster or whatever because the plot dictated it. And so Barry wins. So and- wait, you know how I was saying that I didn't know Thawne was around until the, the lights were flashing? So like there's a middle of a big fight scene. And then all of a sudden it slows down to show the Flash is there. So they just made this entire scene stop just to show that these two guys are still running around. Exactly. Like, there's, there's, it's not that exciting and it's not any different. Like, every fight sequence between two speedsters is pretty much the same because they just show the red and yellow dashing all over the place. And then a little uh, slow-mo it, of a body moving. Exactly. And so the most ridiculous part of that for me is that Barry catches Thawne and then is like, I can't. well, I'm not going to kill you, so just go. And he just he just let him go. What Like, the, the fight fuck? is still going on. And he's just like, yep, see you later. Bye. What, you didn't even, like, knock him out. You didn't, you didn't want to throw him in, you know, the... The, what if, I can't even think of the meta the, the meta human prison. What it was the, the most it? bizarre thing in the world. It was so absurd. And then thirty seconds later, <laughs> Oliver Queen is like, "What's up, Dark Arrow?" Boom, kills him. <laughs> like the contrast between the two of them. But it's just this thing. It's like <sighs> Barry. This guy like wants to just this guy about one season ago. On Legends, which you probably, like, I bet they communicate a little bit, wanted to wipe away your existence, the entire existence of your universe. So, we don't know where this guy is on the timeline. What if you just let him go to do that? Yep. You just, you just, you know, sent him away. Just with a little, with a little packed lunch and everything. See you later, sweetie. You don't watch, you don't watch, you never watch Person of Interest, but it reminded me of... This one scene that um, they have the opportunity to kill someone. And if they do, everything is fixed. And this guy is corrupt. He's a corrupt politician that like is surveilling people at, that he shouldn't be. And he's in charge of this government project. And all they need to do is kill him. Harold is like, no, we don't kill people. That's not our mission. And they don't kill him. And because of that, they are on the brink of, like, apocalypse. And that's what this reminded me of. Of being like, you and your stupid, like... Morals are great, but they're not great when you get to define when what they are when you want them. And that seems like what Barry was doing here. 
even though that exact thing has led him to ruin how many times now, especially with Thawne. And I know that he can't kill Thawne. I know that Thawne will always come back. But, like, make it a little harder for him next time. You know, make him have to do a Voldemort and, you know, wait a couple of years to come back or something. How does you know? he always like, come back? Because of... It's, it's really complicated. Like... He has so many different copies of himself in different timelines. But all I thought they over the all place. died in Legends. Remember when there were like a million of him, and he will he will still come back just because that's just the nature of the villain. Okay, he will just always come back. Um, and so it makes sense why he's he's resigned to that fate that he will always be fighting Thawne. But again, okay. Fine, get rid of that version of him, and and then it will take a little it. bit longer because that one knows everything you're doing right now. I mean, they all probably have a significant amount of information about Barry Allen, but not at that exact moment that he's in right there. You know just, what I mean? Just make it more difficult for him the next time, and maybe later on down the road, the next one to know that will know that you mean business and that you might actually kill him. So he'll think a little harder about fighting you. Yeah, and also, like, he's like, you don't kill someone. If this guy never dies and always will come back, it's not really killing him. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, I, I guess that's a, that's, a, that's a nice moral question. Maybe we should ask that, like, on The Good Place. Get cheaty on here. And, and five years later, we'll have an answer? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, what other, uh, what other bits during these crossovers do you want to talk about? Snart. Snart, yes. Let's talk about how much I loved Leonard Snart. I'm trying to remember what I read. I thought that this was his last episode. I thought so too. But that would be a weird end to him. To be like, hey, I'm not going back to this other world where I don't have to be on this show anymore. I'm going to stay in this world where I can come back anytime maybe, I want. Maybe the, maybe the mid-season finale of Legends is his final episode. Legends or... He would be on Legends. I don't. I thought he was on. I thought he was on the Flash. He was originally on the Flash, but he was a member of the Legends. But the stuff I was reading was saying that he was going to end on the Flash. Maybe. Or maybe they meant the Flash crossover. I don't know. I love him. I love this version of it. I love. It was so funny to see like a real opposite. You know, like a real polar opposite of the original character, but having the same great qualities yeah like not quite like he still had that same great snarky personality and he bickered with sarah lance and i missed that so much uh but he i always have a plan why would i not have a plan i planned to the second like it you know that's the point of a plan he was he was great he he was just so in love he was so in the way that he said i love you to the ray ugh but just the way that, not even that, just the way they looked at each other every fucking time. Yeah, it killed me. I I want both of why them. Would he, why would he, why did he leave TV him? Show. I was actually upset. I was worried and upset about that. Why would he let the Ray go back alone? I, I don't know. Why I is he staying in a world that isn't his? Maybe. Do you think it's is, Mick? Yes. I, I, mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any guesses. 
where that's we don't even know what show he's gonna be on so (laughs) yeah i know uh let's see if i can look it up really quick it just says he's wrapping up his last episodes on legends of tomorrow and the flash that would be the weirdest way for him to end if that was his last episode yeah, I don't think there's no way that that because it makes no sense. Episode. But a lot of things in this crossover didn't make sense. That that's what he's such a fan favorite. They can't just let that be the end of it. I think my guess would be. Well, do we know if the Ray is going to come back at all? I don't know, but he was. He's gay in real life. I'm pretty sure, right? Isn't he the guy that was on um, Being Human? Is that the name of the show? The British show. I you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, um, I have no idea if he's coming back. Um, I think what might happen is, at least my guess would be, the Ray seemed to go over well with people, and so my guess is that he will come back, and something will happen with Snart, and then the Ray will be a part of the Legends. How many fucking Legends are there going to be? I mean, it, it's it's a rotating group. It's kind of like the Avengers, or... I know that, but they're all on the... They're all on, on the Wave Rider right now. Yeah. So who's going to leave? Who's going to leave? Yeah. You think they're just going to keep adding cast members? Well, no, but I mean, you think they have fewer cast members now than they did when the show first started. Yeah. Oh, because Stein left. Oh, God. Yeah, because Stein's gone. That is always his replacement. Right, but they had Hawkeye and Hawkgirl. They brought in... Uh... I watched very Captain few Steel. episodes of season one because I did not like Hawkeye and Hawkgirl. I love the actress who plays Hawkgirl. But yeah. I actually hated them when they started on Arrow or The Flash. The Flash. Yeah. I hated that Flash. whole story. And line. then they did the crossover with uh, The Flash and Arrow. Um, yeah, that's that's my theory. That's my hope. I want to see more of the Ray. But does that mean that they're going to open up the portal to Nazi world again? No, I think it well because they said that the Ray was origi- was originally born on Earth One. Yeah, but he went back home. What do you mean he went back home? He went back to cry- to Earth X to save everyone, right? Yeah. So you think they just de- you think they destroyed the Nazis? I mean, I don't think that's an overnight thing, but I'm sure that the Earth One heroes going to Earth X caused a significant blow, at least enough for the the rebels to gain good footing who may be the lead of those rebels do you do you is it a character we know what i said who is leading the rebels when yeah i was trying to make like a smart funny thing oh i thought i thought you genuinely didn't know i was like how did you not know that when led the rebels nope i was just teeing the ball up for you jen i couldn't tell okay so when was great <laughs> he was also another one like uh Leonard Snart, who the scruffy did really well as a different beard. Yeah. He was so hot. The beard, the hair, the he personality. He was so attractive. He I wish he sang also. Gorgeous. He could have sang anything and it would have been fine. We just turned this into an impromptu musical. <laughs> yeah. What, what were they calling him again? Didn't they, what did they call him? General? General something. Shot. Is that his last name? Yeah, Winshot. Winslow Shot. They never yeah, use his last name on the show. Yeah, they do. Do they? Do I just block yeah, it Sean out? Yeah, calls him that all the time. Agent Shot. I don't think I ever noticed that. What? 
That's so weird to me because you notice the license plates of all the cars. Visual. In the that's City. visual. It's not audio. That's fair. Okay. So we want to talk about Sarah and Alex. Which has to do with, well, I mean, we could just do, Ale- we could do that whole theme because it ha- the Alex and Wynn stuff was cute too. Where okay. um, they want, so I don't know what's going on. I don't understand, I didn't understand a lot of this stuff. But there's a portal in the Nazi main base where Detective um, Lance is the head of or something. And that is the only way that they could get back to their Earth. And Wynn, who's the general, won't let them because they need to destroy it. So Oliver, evil Oliver doesn't come back right that's right okay well, i'm and, surprised and, um in terms of military tactics it was the only opportunity that they had to destroy it because dark arrow was gone so once he's gone the nazis fall that seems really weird because even hitler had other that people they fall i think it's that security becomes a little more lax because they sent a significant amount of nazis to earth one with darker arrow oh okay so they they wouldn't have as much of a, a defense isn't this an entire world of nazis it doesn't make sense you know what you know what the bigger question that i have so they the nazis started in germany and then they relocated to star city why? Like, like Hitler was like, you know what? Berlin is great. But you know what's better? Star City over Those in America. Those Americans. We yeah. need that land. We need, uh, we need to go over to Star City. I think that, uh, I think that we're going to find a lot of good white people there in Star City to, uh, join our movement. Like, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that, that, goes with the well, you know, what, how did Oliver didn't. become the arrow in okay, Nazi well, I'll give you this I think in his defense that maybe they spread and the next leader naturally that came up from the Nazis was this guy named Oliver in America and he just rose through the ranks to lead them yeah it's Ollie he can do a lot of shit he could do a lot of shit. I totally believe that. But it, it just, mm, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. But anyway. Okay, so uh, Alex, wa- Alex is distraught that, does she know her sister's stuff? I don't actually know what who knows what at this point. But she knows she needs to get home to her sister because if not, Nazis will overrun and kill her. She knows um, that the Nazis need, need her Carl's heart. heart. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she's like, let me talk to Wynn. My Wynn knows me. And her speech was good. But like also, what it really makes sense, doesn't make sense. Because if this guy doesn't know you, why would he be sympathetic to this? Like, I'm and he kind wasn't. Of, he wasn't yeah. really. And I know people were like, oh, Wynn, like my people. I'm like, I kind of get where he's coming from somewhat. I get where he's coming from completely. He doesn't know her. He doesn't trust her. He's never seen this girl before. These Nazis right here are the ones who are persecuting my family and my friends and the people of this earth. 
I need to deal with these Nazis right here. And the best way that I can do that is to stop the reinforcements from coming back to help these Nazis. So I need to blow this thing up. But, okay, so Alex and Sarah. Sarah and Alex. God, these two... It's crazy because they're so different. Like, I don't think you could have two more polar opposite characters than Sarah Lance and Alex Danvers. I don't think they're that polar opposite. Really? Oh, yeah. I think that they're both great leaders. I think that they both get the job done, that they're incredibly protective and loyal, and they put everyone else before themselves. But the way they do it is different. Is so different. How so? Um, Sarah's reckless. Alex can be reckless when it comes to protecting Kara. That's true. And I, I don't I don't think that Sarah is that reckless, but I think that I think that both of them have the I'm not leaving someone behind mentality. I think that they both feel responsible for the people in their lives. Um, you know, Alex especially feels responsible for Kara as well as uh, you know everyone at the DEO. And Sarah feels responsible for all of the legends. I guess I was thinking more personal. I don't know. Like, I I agree. Everything you're saying, I agree with. There's just still something about them that, like, I would never be like these two. They I would go prof- well together until they did. I think professionally, they are the same. Yes. I think that. Emotionally, they're not. Emotionally, they are completely different that is like what they're, I was trying they're, to say their everyday personality Sarah is she's very confident you know the thing that I love about Sarah especially when it comes to her treatment of Alex is that she recognized that Alex was uncomfortable that Alex was definitely not okay with any of this that she was new to one night stands that she was getting over a very serious relationship and Sarah gave her everything that she needed. Mm-hmm. She let Alex slip out of the room, didn't put pressure on her, didn't, you know, make a big deal out of anything. She was the one who told Kara, like, enough because she recognized that, that Alex needed someone to talk to about this but couldn't verbalize it herself. So she kind of gave her that gentle little nudge. And then she left so that... Alex could talk about it without her being there and the pressure of her being around. She checked in on her every now and then. She let her talk about Maggie. She reassured her that her instincts were good. She gave her confidence. And I really, really love that about Sarah Lance. That she is so confident in her own emotions that she can help someone like Alex deal with all of these different things. And that was precisely what Alex Danvers needed after losing Maggie. It it was so good. Everything about that interaction, everything, the queerness, like, I know we've kind of touched on it. This was the gayest episode. This, like, this was the gayest four hours of TV. One of them. Oh, yeah. But between Snart and Ray and then Sarah and Alex? Yeah. In a way that, like, didn't feel pand it was out of all the things in this that was probably the most natural part of this crossover none of that felt forced and so many things felt forced in this in this four episode arc one of which i will rant about soon 
I don't know what it is, but stay tuned. I will. I will, Jen. I'll stay tuned. Um, but it was just so nice. It was. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like, I. I did not like Sarah Lance when she first came on the show. Not Legends. On just, Arrow or yeah. I had a hard time because I. I sometimes have a hard time with emotionally closed off characters if they act a certain way because I can't tell if they're bad actors or it's the character. I don't know if that makes sense. It kind of makes sense. Because, like, sometimes I'm like, I can't tell if you're not make... I can't tell if you're talking in this monotone way or being this certain way because you can't act this scene or that's what the character wants. And it's like, or maybe I just don't like you as a character. Maybe so that's I think it. it. In in terms of Sarah Lance, it was kind of a mix of both. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if you go back and you rewatch Legends of Tomorrow, even Katie Lotz can't stick with an accent. Like she can't choose which accent she wants to use for Sarah, and it's distracting. But once season two starts and she finally falls into that leadership role for Sarah, is she not American? She is. Oh, but th- there's <laughs> like a. There's like a hint of like her trying to do a, a half southern accent at some point, uh, it, and you know, or maybe like a little more Valley Girl. It, it, it's it's up and down. So if you go back and you watch the different uh, parts of her on Arrow, and then the first season of Legends, and then now they're all different. She sounds completely different. And yeah, they're they're different characters. Like they're different iterations of Sarah Lance because of the things that she's gone through, but. I like the character that she is now. I agree with you. Uh, you know, I don't think that Sarah Lance was all that likable when she first came on to Arrow. She wasn't she was a well-written character. She was irritating. And then she was just meh. And it took me a little while to warm up to her when I started Legends. Again, I, again, I really started season two. I watched some of season one and I wasn't into it. And so, like, when I started again on season two, I was like... I like her, and then, like, I feel hints of that, and I'm like, no, no, I love this character. Um, So it took me a while, but once you love her, you just can't stop. Yeah. Like... She's amazing. She's so... She just has this way about her where, like, she she gets you. She gets every character. She just looks at them and will know what they need. Yeah. Everyone it, on her ship. She it's what gives, makes her a great leader. Yeah, she gives everyone the time they need. Oh, God. She's awesome. I really want them to stay friends. I know that it will never happen, but, like, those two need to be, like, inter-universe pen pals. Maybe maybe they'll talk about one another on each of their respective shows. They'll just, like, offhandedly mention, you know, what they did for each other. And Sarah will be like, yeah, it's one of the many. <laughs> no, I think I think for Sarah, I think that Alex is a reminder of the love that she can have. You know, it reminds her of, of Nyssa and, you know, how deeply she felt for Nyssa and that that was her one. And that, you know, maybe one day she'll have that again. Nyssa. Love her. I just want her back. Okay. So now... I want to talk about the absolute worst part of this crossover. Is it not the Kara stuff? 
Nope. It is it's not the Nazis. I mean that 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 is pretty egregious. That is it's it's hard to top Nazis and then losing Stein because of it. Elicity. Not once, oh, <laughs> but twice hijacking Barry and Iris's wedding. Twice. I completely they forgot made about that again. The West Allen wedding about themselves. And so we can we go back to the guest stuff first? So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. So we mentioned how Ray Palmer in the first two episodes wasn't invited or didn't go to the wedding. The he original definitely wedding. wasn't invited. Why wouldn't he, he just probably, not go? Yeah, he probably wasn't invited. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think it was a case of we need somebody to stay with a wave rider because they would have just had Nate. What and... if Oliver was like, you know what? You cannot invite Ray. Uh, I think Oliver knows that Ray is no competition. I don't think he's concerned about Ray Palmer <laughs> at all. <laughs> he looks at Ray and it's like, mm, yeah, no, I win. Let me, let me, let me pull out that salmon ladder. I know how much Felicity loves that. So, Ray Palmer wasn't invited. John Diggle wasn't invited. But, at the end of the crossover, Barry and I were still want to get married. And so, Oliver is like, you know what? Diggle's actually uh, ordained. So, also, he could just do it. Um... Ollie, if you're a mayor of a town, that doesn't mean you can only marry people in your town. I'm pretty sure. Right? I don't know the legalities of that. That seems very stupid. It seems only stupid because he wanted to marry Felicity, too. That's why. If he's officiating and marrying them, he can't also get married. I didn't think about that. Yeah, selfish so, son of a bitch. But he didn't know that Felicity was going to propose. Well, the TV writers did. So, yeah. So, <laughs> John Diggle, who has not been a part of this crossover whatsoever, which I don't blame him because the last time they had a crossover, he lost a daughter and gained a son, and and had to deal with like Cisco and um, Barry drama. Yeah, I think Diggle is just done with everyone, and so. The Flash goes and steals him away and brings him back. And it's like, hey, yeah, I know you weren't invited to the wedding, but do you maybe want to marry us right now? Also, hey, uh, we just stole you. Yeah, like, I hope you weren't doing anything important. I hope you've got underwear on. And I hope that you don't get sick. Oh, wait, you just did. Sorry, uh, can you clean that vomit out of your mouth real quick and then marry us? Okay, thanks. Bye. And so Barry and Iris are saying their vows. And it's adorable and super cute, cute, and and then Felicity freaking hijacks Iris's vows before they even get to the I do's, and it's like I want to marry Oliver, and like Iris doesn't even smack a bitch. I don't know how <laughs> she is so calm because about you these know what people. She just went. She compared to Nazis. She was just like, yeah, fine, do whatever you want. I'm getting married. I mean, I... Nazis just hijacked her wedding. 
come on. That is the most self-absorbed thing that you can do. Like, you interrupted her vows. Also, the fact that Barry didn't go and get Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Wally. Which, by the way, poor Wally, he has not been thought about the entire time. Hmm? Wally, he was in the wedding and then just disappeared. He wasn't in the second half of the crossover. He wasn't around. He wasn't even Was in he... the second episode of the crossover. That is, yeah. And I love him. He's so great. So, yeah. Elicity uh, hijacking my... the wedding twice. One of my favorites, someone tweeted, um, I think it was a writer for Entertainment Weekly. She was like, he pronounced them husband and wife. So, are they in a, pal- they in a polyamorous relationship now? Uh, you know what though iris does love oliver queen so i think she'd be down for that until she has to like spend time with him i don't think you know you know what we're just having a sex only relationship just let me see them abs ollie so also i want to point out because this is super trash um during her vows iris says that the flash Maybe zipping around these cities, saving people. But Barry Allen is the one who saved her. And that's why she loves him. Now, where have we heard something like that before? Where have we heard someone say that, you know, the superhero's great, but they love the human? Oh, yeah, it was Lena Luthor who said that Supergirl may have saved her, but Cara Danvers is her hero. And then they got married. And then they get married. And then we have a super quick wedding. And it's delightful. And then Alex and her partner hijack it. Just kidding. Alex would never fucking do that. Because she's not rude. So yeah. It it was just so cheesy. More than anything, it was... Okay, not more than anything. On top of everything, it was cheesy. Yes. Very, very cheesy. It's so not... I don't know. It just was stupid. I hate them. I loathe them. I mean, they're cute on their own, I guess. But come I like on. them when they're not like this. They're always so. I guess that's the thing. It's like I like the possibility of Elicity. I hate every time they're actually together. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, if they stayed who they were, they would be fine. But they they change their characters just enough to have them do things like hijack their friend's wedding after their wedding was already interrupted by Nazis. Especially after Felicity's like, you you can't propose to me at someone else's wedding, right? Like, and then she just does that. It's so stupid. So stupid. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have. I I don't have anything else. So gay. I have that. Super gay. Everything about this crossover was super gay, and I could not be happier about the gayness of the crossover. Oh, and their goodbye was really nice. Alex and Sarah's. Yeah, and then and then Mick asking if she hit that. I love Mick. So Mick. I liked Mick interacting with Snart. I loved Mick and Caitlin. We already kind of touched yeah. on that. But uh, I love. Oh Mickey wait, Caitlin. I love the girl power. A huge part, and that is Iris and Felicity saving the fucking day. 
they did save the fucking day. And I was I was really proud of those girls. I like really liked I really liked seeing Iris like in a sweatshirt like like doing stuff. I think that's what they need on the flash. Like she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of her own independence. She doesn't have her own identity outside of Team Flash and Barry Allen. And the crossover kind of gave her her own agency where she could, she can do great things. She can be a hero in her own right without powers because she's smart. But they don't know how to write her. They, they've completely given up on her uh, being a journalist. It's just it's just non-existent at this point. They gave and they gave that storyline to Kara. They did, they did, and even then, they're not doing that very well. And they're not, or she's not. <laughs> yes, both. <laughs> Let's say both. So Iris is kind of relegated to being just the love interest of Barry Allen, the occasional damsel, and then someone who speaks to him over the comms when he needs to be told to run faster. And, and talk and about it invitations work well for Iris. Yeah, but it it worked. Her and Felicity together, and they did this in a, a couple episodes before with the bachelorette party, where the girls were forced to save themselves. Mm-hmm. I like when they do that. I I like I like when Iris is involved more because I adore Iris. I want to see her more, and I appreciated this story. Yeah, it was just, it was fun. Like, I would watch a detective show with the two of them. Like They that, were super cute together. They were just very dynamic. It was fun watching Iris, like, be smart. Like, be, like, street smart. Like, with the, wa- the whatever she pulled out and it went in the guy's faces. I don't know. I thought it was um, a fire extinguisher, but I don't think it was. Like, that was smart. That was, like... Yeah. Fighting one oh, like four oh one, it's a high advanced class. <laughs> so yeah, I oh wait, also small thing, just when oh god, back to Sarah and Alex, that talk. I forgot exactly what Sarah says, but she's like, oh yeah, we're only people that seen each other naked and you look good naked or something yeah, like beautiful, that. Beautiful, by the way. Yeah, beautiful, by the way. It was so, so good. So good. I melted when she said that. I was like, eh, thanks. She's just so good at reading people. She's not the same character as on Arrow. No. No, she's she's way more confident. And, and, that, and that comes across also as her being a leader. And relaxed. Well, obviously, because when she first came on Arrow, she was like an assassin living in a, a clock tower. Yeah. <laughs> With like a gay lackey that did all her bidding. Aww. Oh. Yeah, uh, running from the League of Assassins is not really uh, conducive to low stress levels. League of Assassins to Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. Okay, any other thoughts on the crossover? Um... It was so good, except for the parts that weren't. You know, it wasn't, like, mediocre and it had bad parts and it wasn't mediocre all around. It was just, like, so good, but then there were parts that just brought it down so much. And I think that's what's disappointing, is that, like, they put all their time and effort into this, 
into like not this but like into certain things and then they were like oh shit we forgot about these other things we need to get them done but those other things were really important or really significant and they didn't pay attention to them and i think that's what's disappointing spend your time on all of it or don't don't just focus on one thing I, i i don't even think it's it's just that i think it's yeah, you only have you only have a certain amount of time and you have such a large cast of characters that you have to account for and then you have to, you know, make sure that you engage all of them in some way or another. And of course, some get pushed to the side, but I think that overall they did a really good job. And then I I think that it would have been so much better. I don't want to say perfect because it was it would have been far from perfect anyway. But if they had replaced the Nazis with anyone else, any other kind of bad guy, I think it would have been significantly better. Yeah, because I think for me, the tone of the Nazis and and all of all of the history behind it, it was it was too much of a of a dour, serious tone for these shows. It just was also that so not necessary. It didn't know how to. It didn't know how to handle it. It didn't know how to handle the up and the down. And it led to it feeling incredibly uneven. The parts that were good were really good. But if it was just Arrow, the Nazis could have worked. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what we were saying is that three three out of the four shows are are lighthearted. Arrow could have done a Nazi storyline in and of itself. Because it has that dark tones. It has this loss. It has this. The whole point is that he was, everyone was out to to destroy other people that's pretty much what happened you know what i mean like there's a league of assassins so they can have nazi germany these other shows can't really because they've never addressed that stuff like our like ollie came home with scars all over his back that was like the first thing we saw of him when he took his shirt off in the in the pilot you know i mean it's hard even with arrow because that tone for Arrow hasn't really been there in recent years either. Uh-huh. After season three-ish, it, it it wasn't as dark as it was for seasons one and two. So I don't even know then. I just don't think that Nazis are a great idea. I think that they're, I think that they're lazy because they're an already quote established villain that you don't have to do any character development for. You don't have to set up their goals or any of their motivation. You just say, oh, they're Nazis. They're also bad Nazis people. come up so much in Legends that like they didn't need this here. Yeah, they didn't. They uh, there are know, so many there. Nazis in Legends. Yeah. I just I think it's lazy and I think that it's manipulative and purely for shock value so they can have scenes like Stein's death and Felicity with the uh, Star uh, David and the Pink Triangle so that they can elicit emotions from viewers because those are very hard things to watch. And yeah, they're difficult. They're it, like you said, those those were those were some of the hardest moments that we had to 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 watch on the show, but they're they're tainted because the whole idea of Nazis is hard for a lot of people. But also because and it's not it because felt they wrote like a it ploy. well. Yeah, it it felt like a device to elicit emotions, not something that was organic to the story that they were telling. 
uh, I, it's funny, like we talked about this what for an hour now, and like we 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 veered away from that. But as soon as we start talking about it again, I just get so angry. Me it, too. It just makes me re- really angry because it's just not some it's not something to be used as a plot device. In especially now. Yep, I agree. Um. All right. Also, can we just like another thing? I would be. Can you imagine living like besides living in Nazi land, but living in a place where every single building had the same flag with the same symbol hanging off of it? How boring that would be. That would just. Oh my gosh! I don't even think that if that were an alternate universe, that they would have that many swastikas hanging from buildings. <laughs> you mean I, I, what? Two on each side of every building. <laughs> Like, they just always only use red, white, and black in all of their decorating schemes. It's like... It's so bad. It's like a Sims city building, like, city designer, you know? It's lazy. That's all it is. It's lazy. How do we decorate these sets? Oh, they're Nazis. They're really self-indulgent. They love swastikas. And Let's we put need them to... all over the place. But like, can you imagine? These are skyscrapers, you know. These aren't like in the forties. The buildings in Germany. These are skyscrapers. How much fabric they would need to get something to hang down from the top of all of these buildings? That, that, that's you know that's how they made good on their jobs promises. <laughs> They had to have people uh, making all of these swastikas, I guess. <laughs> Make swastikas great it's again. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's all. That's the, let's let's end on what that a note comment. To end on. <laughs> Nazis are bad. Elicity is terrible. Stein deserved better. Stein did deserve better. He just deserves so much better. He really did. You know, he was a week from retirement, and uh, then he died. You know what? The one good emotional scene, and it might be because they didn't focus on his face, was when Jefferson went to talk to the family. That's another time I cried. I did. I did cry like a baby. But they didn't focus on his face. Or when he he had someone else. It's because the women were crying. That's why. And their cries were genuine. Genuine. Yeah. It was like he tried he was trying too hard to hold the cry in that it almost looked like holding a fart in. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'll have to rewatch to see what about it bothered me so much. Or I just won't rewatch it cuz it bothered me so much. <laughs> One of those things two things will happen. Um okay, so I think that is it. Um we will next week is Okay, so next week is the mid-season finale, yep. and we will cover that, and then we'll let you guys know what we're going to do during the break after we'll next week. something out, yeah. Um, so you can follow me, Alyssa, at TV with APB. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Jen Stayrook. And you, you can, can follow, follow us at Super Trash Cast. On Twitter. Hey, look at that. You said it. It was really hard to say it last, last episode. Um, and then our email is also supertrashcast at gmail.com. Send us any comments, questions, requests. 
Um, I don't know what you would request. But if it's negative, I don't want to hear it. A negative request or a negative a, comment? A, a negative comment. I, I, I'll read it, though. And I'll take it to heart. And put something constructive in there, though. Not just negative. Compliment sandwiches, people. Compliment sandwiches. Thanks um, for listening. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.